You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. All right, everybody. It is Saturday, not Sunday, July 22nd. And we are counting down the days, hours, and minutes to California Extreme. Um, <laughs> I tried I to Jeff. keep a straight face. I couldn't uh, do it. Couldn't do it. And got these two knuckleheads with me that are excited about this smaller, less important tournament called Pinberg. Introduce yourself. I don't even care. I don't. I don't care this week. Uh, I'm Steve Bowden. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Jessica. No. <laughs> that makes us real weird because then neither one of us is me. Right. Oh. You're a ghost. <laughs> like the ghost of Cali Street. Oh. oh okay. No. That was bad. That was no, no. It's a ghost. It's a ghost town. That was not a ghost. I'm sorry. I apologize. That was a, that was a fair shot to take. Yeah, I apologize to my family and Elvis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, you know who you never have to seek forgiveness from? I, I mean, I have to seek forgiveness from Nifty LED all the time, so that can't be who you're talking about. Oh, don't worry about their feelings. <laughs> um, this is the best read they've ever had. Uh, yeah, Nifty LED. Um, fine LEDs, passable pinball rubbers, and... Um, they got balls. Perfect pinballs. Yeah, they do have balls. Um, I ordered some yesterday. Did you? Uh, yeah, along with some LEDs. They're not here today, so I'm a little bit upset by that. But shipping was free, so I'll deal with getting that package Monday. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They ship quickly, and it gets here quickly. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a great service. Nifty LED, they've supported us for longer than anyone would have put money down to, to bet on. But... Uh, <laughs> This might be the last show. So. <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll sponsor. I'll have oh, to no. sponsor. Uh, yeah. Go, go yeah. ahead. Steve, Steve will donate some I'll, of his I'll, Whopper I'll, points. Yeah, exactly. I'll oh, okay. some of those. <laughs> for, for uh, check, <laughs> so check them out at niftyled.com. Uh, <laughs> it's on the internet. And buy some it, LEDs. It is on the internet. They're not even going to California Extreme this year, and they're always there. They're like the lanyard sponsor usually. So are they coming wow. to Pinberg? No, they're not doing that either. What's going so, on? What's happening? Dropping the balls. Um, I don't know if I want to expose their business. Oh. Uh, reasoning, but mm. hashtag they're dropping the balls. Mm. But the, maybe they'll be back next year. So I hope we'll so. See. Um. But before be we nice get into the match. Right. Well, maybe they're playing it smart like Nintendo, you know. They don't, mm. they don't like to spend a lot of money. They're building up for like a big... No, Keep you wanting. Yeah. Yeah. That must be yeah. it. Don't they I, like, I was... like the sense of longing that it creates? <laughs> I was texting Don last night from the side of the river at like almost 10 o'clock last night. Super Nintendo Classic Predators are up. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> No, what up with that Atari machine, though? Atari console coming out. Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling that's going to be an Ouya with better branding. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we'll see. Hopefully hopefully not. I'd like to see something positive, but uh, just sounds sketchy. Yeah. So. Um, I want us to talk about what we've been doing in Pinball. 
Okay, and I want you to go first. Okay, I did a lot of things. I know that that hasn't been my MO for the past few episodes, but I actually went and did a lot of things. So I have okay. my calendar out. Um, so we're in New York right now. We're at my mom's house, like right uh, we're overlooking the water, and it's beautiful and peaceful here because I started my adventure uh, eastward. So um, I'm very tired. So if I ramble or sound slap happy, it's 100% because I am. Um, because my whole red eye flight, there was a child that started screaming immediately upon boarding and maybe paused for five or 10 minute stretches, but cried the whole flight. So I haven't slept. Uh, except for maybe two hours, and I'm fueled by pizza. So, uh, I'm going to start rambling. Yay. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. We last recorded on the 9th. Is that right? Uh, um, yes. Okay. Some, around there. Yep. So, that Monday, um, I met up with my friend Bill. He is a writer, and he's working um, on some stuff, and we just wanted to, like, chat about pinball and chat about our stories and play some games at Blackbird. So went there and um, Chris Rhodes, who's the operator at Blackbird, was there. And um, he and I are just kind of touch base because I'm working on the Battle of Bells tournaments and Blackbird, he's the operator there. And um, we're excited to have them as one of our locations and we're getting our dates together. So organizing with the folks at Blackbird and him and um, he, everyone's been so good about saying, you know, we'll make sure the games are tuned up for you guys. And um, he's definitely leading that charge. And I've been wanting to do events for Bells at a location of his for a long time. So I'm really glad this is coming together. Um, and then... I haven't been playing in tournaments really, but I was talking to a friend of mine on my drive home on Tuesday, which is our weekly night for Flip City, and was heading home and like through the course of our conversation, he sort of like it unintentionally, intentionally like got me to change the course of my car and like go to the tournament. So I went to scoreboard <laughs> to play. Um, I walk inside, it's a million degrees. Nice. Summer Jessica is not a happy Jessica. Um, so, real dang hot. And then um, I was like, okay, well, I can I can survive through this. Like, we can make it. I'm going to get some ice water. We're going to go. I'll take, you know, breaks to go stand outside because it was a little bit cooler outside than it was inside. Um, and then we get called up, and a game gets called right before me or starts to get called but one of the people who was in that pairing wasn't there so then my group got called on the game that they were going to be on it was the dark night nice okay oh. i was like oh cool is it a normal dark night or was there any modifications on it like lightning flippers or anything evil on it like that um it has that modification where if you get more than one ball in scarecrow they never come out nice that's a good mod yeah i've heard of that mod yeah, yeah. i don't remember who yeah. made that one but mm. um remind me to send them a letter later um, <laughs> so yeah we had like my friend jeff and i got called up on it and we both put up not you jeff like my friend jeff Oh, yeah, I was aware I was <laughs> And um, we both had terrible games of Dark Knight, and I think he beat me by, like, 400K. And I was like, all right, well, that's how this night's going to go. Um, and then, what else did I play there? 
Um, Dirty Harry, I had like two terrible balls, and then ball three, I was like trucking for a comeback, and I bricked it. So I was like, all right, well, this is this again is how my night is going. And then I played one more game. I don't remember what it was because I was just over it at that point, and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. Um, so that was that was me dipping my toe back into tournaments, and then um, I on. Friday, I drove up to Seattle to take place in my first Seattle Pinball League match. Um, so I can't believe I haven't made it to one before because they do it on weekends. And it's always at like a different location, so different people host. And um, my other friend, Jeff, there are a lot of Jeffs involved. Other other Jeffs. This is mm. Seattle Jeff. The Jeff I was just talking about was Portland Jeff. This one is Seattle Jeff. And then Jeff is just like in the ether, Jeff. Yeah, I'm somewhere. Yeah, you're you're everywhere Super and secret, nowhere. Secret Jeff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in his underground lair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I drove up on Friday just to like get the driving out of the way and go, um, so I could hang out with Katie and go to flip flip ding ding, and they have a dialed in there now. Which yes. is awesome. I love it so much. Yes. And um, so I put some time in on that. Uh, I was playing 8-Ball there, which I love, love. Um, and I hadn't played that one. I've played 8-Ball Deluxe and 8-Ball Champ. Okay. 8-Ball Champ I wasn't, like, super hot on, but I love 8-Ball Deluxe. And then 8-Ball, so, like, just addicting. Like, that, that thing where you're like, I can do this. And you just keep... <laughs> playing and you keep failing you're just like no no i can do this and then three hours has gone by and you're just like <laughs> sobbing in a corner but i can still do it i can still do it <laughs> Sorry. so friday i mostly played like robocop and eight ball because a bunch of people were downstairs playing dialed in um so my friend travis came by and was playing and then my friend ryan was there so the three of us were playing a bunch of games together and it was super fun and um, eight ball, I guess like the factory set for the high score was 700 K and like no one had come anywhere near. So Travis moved it to 600 K okay. and like, we didn't get anywhere close, but they had other days come closer to it, but not quite there. So I'm like, okay, I have like a goal now, like a thing I really want to do. And then ended up like stayed, stayed there with Katie. And then um, the next day, we just went over to Jeff, Seattle Jeff's house, um, which is where the next SPL was. And we just, like, did food prep. So, like, I uh, I was in charge of all the melons. So no comments from the peanut gallery, please. But, nope, yeah. not chopped, even one. Chopped up a lot of melons. I was making fruit salad, basically. <laughs> Katie was making, like, potato salad and pasta salad. We did, like, a ton of food prep. Um, so that was, and just got to hang out and talk and actually not have to do like a tournament or something. So it was a nice way to see people out of the normal context, um, of we're always just playing pinball, but, um, Jeff like switched up some of the games in his lineup and then some people brought other games and I got to play a Frankenstein for the first time. Geneva. That's a weird game. um i love that game like it was so weird and like i wasn't you know like expecting some of the things that happened and there were some really cool shots and there was some really good like flow to it and i love that you could choose between like the soundtracks and (laughs) it was just 
I had a lot of fun playing that game, and I've never seen one before. So, number one, it was a new game to me. Number two, it was a new game to me that I actually really enjoyed playing. So, that was, like, a lot of good stuff there. Um, I don't remember what we did on Saturday night. My memory sucks. Wow. Because you um, hit the tiki hard. Did, well, oh, yeah, that's well. well. Um, we didn't hit the tiki hard, so we had, like, all of the, the fruit stuffs to go to the fruit salad, and there was a pineapple there, and I was like, well, if you think that this is going to end up in any other form aside from a tiki beverage, you're sorely mistaken. Right, um, right. And then Jeff showed me, he has this thing where it's like, you take, you cut the top off the pineapple, and then you, like, have the pineapple base, and you screw, there's like a thing that you screw down onto it, so it spiral cuts like the fruit of the pineapple, and it leaves like a core of the pineapple in the middle, and then you just lift the whole thing off, and it pulls all the fruit out. Nice. And then just leaves the, yeah, Yeah. just like leaves the empty pineapple for you to then put booze in. That's sorcery. Yeah, so then it still had, like, a lot of pineapple juice within it, and then Jeff had, like, some orange juice, and then, like, a couple of rums, and he, he mixed the whole thing together. So, uh, spices, rums, bitters, some kind of maybe passion fruit, something, something, um, and then mixed it all up, and then we realized we didn't have straws, so we were all sitting around drinking it out of the actual pineapple, um, which was weird, but fine. We're going to make do. it work. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was very fun. And then we took all of the actual like pineapple meat and then we soaked it in other rum and put it in the fridge. So it was like the booziest pineapple the next day, uh, for secret stash. And then, yeah, just like that stuff ready. And SPL was really fun. It's like, so Christian brought like his girl, he was barbecuing out back. Um, this guy, Tim, up in Seattle donated, like, a bunch of meat and stuff for the barbecue portion, and, um, Alexa, who had won the women's, um, tournament over at the Northwest Pinball Arcade Show in Tacoma, she won the Ali pinball machine, so she brought that over, um, and then there was a guy, Mitch, who brought his Matahari, so those were, like, out in the garage, and the rest of the games were downstairs, it was just super fun, it was a bunch of people, like, hanging out. There were like tents and camping chairs and people were having drinks and snacking and eating and just hanging out. It's a really cool environment to play a game in. Like it's totally different than being in a bar, which is like, you know, always it's like nighttime tournaments, you're in a bar and there's like this urgency because everybody has to get up in the morning. But this was super chill and I loved it. It's, it was very different in terms of style for me for a tournament, but I dug it a lot. And you get grouped into, um, it's like three or four to a group. And then you go through and you play five games together as a group. And you stay with the same group all day. And they organize it based on your performance in SPL. So if you haven't played in it before, they put you in it like middle of the pack. Okay. Um, so I was in Christian's group. And I was like, great. Um, and then there was a gal who I hadn't met before named Chelsea. And she was fantastic. She's a really great player. And then my friend Alan was in the group too, and he had never done SPL. So I had actually said to him before it started, I was like, I hope we're in a group together because then at least we get to hang out all day. Right. And then we were. And I was right. like, perfect. Right. My plan nice. is coming together. Right. Um, so we just like hung out and played games, and um, each person got to pick a game, but the top seed in the group got to pick twice. So they picked first game and last game. There's the advantage. Okay. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. So, um, we started on Matahari, I think, 
we played Matahari. I chose Ali for mine. We played Frankenstein, which I think was Chelsea's pick. And then Alan picked um, episode one. Okay, yeah. Which got a hard eye roll for me. I, I'm just not <laughs> a fan of those games. Like, that style is not my style. And I, I don't know. It's just not not my first choice. And none of us had a great game on it. So it was just like, mm, maybe we would have played something else. Was Revenge not available? <laughs> there was no Revenge there. This I hear. Revenge is better. Yeah. Of course. Um, so then our last game, um, Christian picked Paragon. And oh, that's a good one. Nice. It's a great one. It was Paragon with a Powerball. Woohoo! <laughs> really good one. Uh, Jeff really likes to put Powerballs in his games. I feel like I've talked about him before, but he has yeah. the genie with the Powerball. Brilliant. And, um, oh, um, High Hand? Something? It's like a black Blackjack. Where you like you have your hand hand and the dealer has their hand and if you have a better hand than the dealer blackjack yeah. yep and you get into you the little scoop. for the five thousand and the multiplier yeah right. with yeah. a powerball nice okay yeah so yeah. like very little control in that one so uh so then Chris for our fifth game picked Paragon and I for some reason like got a handle on this powerball in Paragon and I actually beat Christian for the first time. And he's, like, such an amazing player. It was really cool to have, you know, a really big challenge for myself with him. Because, like, he far and away, like, he just crushed our group. Crush, 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 crushed. And he does. Like, he took second place in pin brawl the first year that I did pin brawl. Um, when John Gamera in Portland won it, he was second. But, like, he all day just slaying. And he's a powerhouse player and he's like the nicest guy. So I enjoy playing games with him, but he also sets like these goals for me of, okay, I want, I want to like work towards his score, you know, like I want to get there. So there's like a motivating factor with him too, but um, super fun. And then I actually won Paragon, which was, I felt good. I was like, I feel good overall about the day, even though like I didn't make top 16, I feel really good about this, but I actually ended up in a nine way tie for the last spot into the final 16. I was like, okay. And we played Genie with a Powerball. <laughs> and yeah, so they had, um, other, so like, Everyone else had gone except me and this guy, Jesse. So we went and uh, it was like a two-player game up and we go and uh -oh. I had a killer ball one and then tilted mm. um, and then had like good ball two and ball three. I just barely missed having the top score oh, by the God. amount of bonus <laughs> I tilted off of my first oh, ball. God. I was like... Oh. And it's one of those things where, like, I turn around and everyone's standing there and they're like, and they're, like oh. they're realizing they're like, doing we thought you had it, I know. And, like, the guy who actually made it in, he was like, I was sweating behind you because he was the score that I was chasing and I was the last person to go try to get it. Man, it was rough. And, like, the, the way that I drained was unpleasant and unexpected and everyone's just like, oh, I'm like, I know, I know. But it was really cool because there are so many people who do SPL who don't come out and do other tournaments that I've been to, you know, because like the Seattle tournaments are usually like during the week or they're very late and it doesn't give me opportunity to play in them very much. Um, and then there are some people who 
similarly, like if I lived in Seattle, I wouldn't be able to do a turn on that starts at nine o'clock at night when I have to wake up at six. Right. No so, way. That's not happening. Yeah. So no. these are like Saturday or Sunday. They're done for, you know, like in a reasonable amount of time. So um, there were a ton of people there who I just hadn't met before. Um, so that was really fun from like the social aspect of it too. And it was just really chill. And I very much enjoyed it. And I will definitely be going back for more of those this year and probably join up next year too. But really great. I had the best time. So that was um, that was good. And then once I didn't make that final 16, Alan and I are like, let's go over to Flip Flip Ding Ding because it's right down the street. So we're just like, cool, we're just going to jet over there and have dialed in all to ourselves because everyone's Everybody, over at SPL. <laughs> oh, they're all distracted. Let's go play dialed in. What a brilliant plan. That's and we brilliant. did. And it was great because there was like hardly anybody there. So we're playing and like I could hear all hear the callouts. And I was like, hear the game. I was like, that's what was happening at that point. Yeah. You know, like it makes such a difference when you can actually hear the stuff. And I think I've become so used to like playing in places where there's so many other sounds that you're not thinking, oh, I'm not hearing this because you don't know that there's stuff you should be hearing. <laughs> so it was really cool. And now I want to get headphones with like a longer cord where I can actually plug into the jack on the game because I think that would help me a lot. Um, and I actually, I had my first like person come up to me who said they knew me from the podcast. Yeah. I was like, oh, is... oh no, not uh-oh. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. It was actually another guy named Jesse. Uh, apparently, I just know people who all just share the same three names. Right. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a guy named Jesse, and he was just, like, super nice, and he had played in SPL that day, but I, like, didn't even, you know, there are people in other groups that you don't even see throughout the course of the day. So um, just got to talk with him for a little while, and he was super nice and um, had nice things to say. So at least in my face, you know, who knows what the, what's behind the scenes. But no, just like super nice guy. I was like, this is great. Like, I just had a really, really good weekend in Seattle. I've been having more and more of those. Um, so I think, you know, that it's a, it's an easy trip for me to make to get up there and see some good friends and um very very pleased with that trip um Seattle is your Seattle for you is like Denver Denver for me cuz I know yeah. so many of the people out there that whenever I go out for a launch party or pinball showdown it's just like you can slip right into the event and feel like you kind of belong there Totally um, yeah, so I came back from that. Um, I missed the C-Bar monthly on Monday because I've been working super late trying to get everything ready at work to leave for Pinburg. Um, so then Tuesday, I decided that I was going to go do the weekly at Quarter World because the board sent me a message like, hey, we're, we're going to do the tournament tonight. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go over there. Um, walk into Quarter World. The air conditioning was broken. No. I wanted to die. No. Um, and then I, I felt so bad. There's, um, like a friend of mine in town who I, I don't see very often. Like, um, they don't really come out to tournaments or anything. So, um, it's, it's like this interesting, you know, I'll see you every once in a while sort of situation. Um, and like I turned around and I was like, oh, Hello. Like, I wasn't expecting to see you here because it's been forever. Um, so uh, Mike was sitting and talking to me, and then he, like, went to get a drink, and he comes back, and um, 
this guy who was playing another game. I don't even know what it was, but it was like an arcade cabinet behind the pinball. And he turns and I guess he elbows Mike. So Mike spills his full beer and it splashes all over the floor <laughs> and it's a million degrees. So I'm wearing shoes that are like kind of open, not like open toe, but they're like an open weave. So they're like light and breathable. Yeah, just poured like half the beer into my shoe. You were sloshing. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Like, this yeah. is, I walk in I'm here, it's out. a million degrees, and someone just elbowed my friend, thus sloshing his beer into my shoe. That's my sign yeah, to exit. I lost all motivation. Yes, yeah. I'm gone now. Like, there's no way I'm going to stay and play. Like, the, no, it was just bad. The whole thing was bad. They have since fixed the air conditioning. Um, Phil from Quarter World sent me a shot of him, like, shooting an air gun up. It's like, you know, 54. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, it's nice and brisk. I'm like, all right, I will come back now. <laughs> but at that time, no thank you. <laughs> um, not, just not feeling it. Um, and it was interesting because that day, Seabar was the first location in town to get Star Wars. So everyone's like, oh, you should go over to Seabar. I was like, I have beer in my shoe. I'm just I'm going to go home. Um, and the next day was Bells. Right. So for Bells, we have the, the room at Seabar two and a half hours to ourselves with dialed in AFM remake and Star Wars. It was the best night. Like, Bells night was so amazingly good. Um, so... It was a great chance for everyone to really get some time on those games when normally there are a lot of people waiting to play those games. Um, and I loved seeing Bells like play machines that were new to them and like get their impressions off of those machines. Um, it was really fantastic. It was such a good night for Bells. Um, I bet those were opinions that uh, certain manufacturers would like to hear. Maybe I mean you know since there yeah. were opinions that were. Uh, given by people who were they were playing the game for the first time or for the second time, it was really their first session, right? So yeah, it would really be. I think it would really benefit uh, Stern and or Jersey Jack to hear, you know, yeah. what they felt about those games, you know, because because do they listen? I mean, you know, especially if the, if it's something that they don't hear. I mean, you know, Jack does. Yeah. No, I I definitely I definitely think you know that. That Jack listens. You know, the fact that he had games out in locations ahead of time and that people were able to offer feedback and that they've done, th you know, like he took that to heart and that's mm -hmm. really amazing. Yeah. Um, so I like that about them very much. But I definitely think that we're a different, you know, demographic than they have been focusing on, you know, particularly Stern because they've been around longer, right? And they're used to their demographic but you have all these you know young women who are you know getting very much involved and um i have um some of my bells colleen and kelly they bought a, a new aerosmith pin and i'm just like you've got people who are out there buying games who are i don't necessarily think are part of their like research focus group type dynamic a new player <laughs> yeah. that's their focus group it's a new player with money to give them that's yeah. their focus group well that's that's <laughs> it if they want to keep making money then that's their focus group yeah that was my point i mean you know i, I, I definitely would want to hear someone if i were making a game and i was hoping to really pull in the dollars from the people who are casual players or people who haven't seen a game before 
especially a dynamic looking game like dialed in or a huge license like star wars which mm -hmm. is just supposed to inhale money yeah right totally if, if it's not if for some reason it's not inhaling money i want to know why so and and mm -hmm. that's a opinion from a new player no matter who it might be would help out i mean you know that's just what i was that's the point i was making there yeah yeah totally and i mean i can't say it like enough to see bar and rose city pinball how amazing it is that they're like on this and they've got like this killer lineup already and then you're just gonna go and be like we're throwing all the heavy hitters and we've got all yeah, of them like right here right you only here. have to go to one place we have all the games they're super clean super dialed everything plays great they're really responsive if anything goes down like i love 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 those guys and just having those games there makes me really happy and seeing all the bells play them made me really happy we did um we did like challenge style okay. so i had slips of paper and okay. it's like the the goal for the night is you have to challenge at least two different people to a match mm -hmm. um the person you challenge gets to pick the machine that you play and then you like Every time you do a challenge match, you fold up a little piece of paper and you drop it in a cup. And I did like raffle prizes. Okay. So the more you play, the more, more chances, chances you get to win, to win things. Right. <laughs> and it also kind of like was gearing people up for Battle of the Bells because August 9th is the first battle. So it was semi-competitive. Like it didn't matter who won the match in terms of the raffle prize. The two people who played the game, if I pulled your ticket, you both got prizes. So it was just a matter of... Like, building a little bit of confidence, like, moving into a, okay, like, I'm going to challenge you. I'm interested to see what machines you pick and why you pick them. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like a getting everybody's toes wet into the format of we're going to do pin-pin style format. So um, that was just fantastic. And then I pretty much just packed and tried to get ready for this trip and um, did that red-eye early this morning into New York and um, came back to my mom's house and tried to nap a little bit and then um, got up, took a shower, had a bagel and uh, Steve drove from New Jersey out to my mom's house in New York. Um, only got semi-lost three, bit. four times. Only, only got semi-lost two seconds away from where I could have been. Yeah. If you'd, you know, like, if you'd gone, no like, problem getting there, but then getting to 200 feet, 200 feet per <laughs> is where the driveway it's, is. It's like being lost in the Lost Woods in Zelda. You only have to make one more turn and you <laughs> don't make it. And then you loop around three or four more times, which I did in real life. In real life. <laughs> okay, so I did that today. It literally in the woods. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got off trail and like it was such thick. Uh, trees that you can't see anything outside of the trees like you can't see any landmarks or anything and the trail was going up and down and uh, we we found some other people on the trail so we started kind of going with them and there's no data or anything so you can't like pull up Google Maps or very well but um, also we're going around and I caught sight of a ridge line through a small break in the trees and I realized we were going right back to where we were <laughs> and uh, then I took a few more looks at the trees and yeah we backtracked about three quarters of a mile that almost put us right back where we had just left from <laughs> it was not cool but it, it was so weird because it was total lost woods feeling right the there was no feeling of familiarity all of a sudden I was just back where I started right. oh man that sucks. Yeah, well, and I had tried to make him a video of, like, this is how to find my mom's house, because I know it's hard to find for people. Um, but then the video was too long, and it cut off 
and only sent like the most unhelpful fraction of the video. Right, right into the second part is uh, if I can use the lo- if, I, if I can go into the Lost Woods analogy again, is if <laughs> is if you got a video of how to get through the Lost Woods, starting at the second half of it. So that, you know, you're trying to get to the start of it, but you don't know how to get through the start of it to get to the point where you can look at the video to get to the last part. So that's so that's yeah. kind of where we were. Well, but I thought, we got here, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's, yeah, this is a nice, <laughs> this is a nice place to be. It's so, nice. It's, it's, it's off the beaten trail. Yes. It's, it's hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, but as hidden as it is, so um, a while ago, Taylor over at the Slogan Podcast and Reese Rails posted like a picture on Instagram of a bunch of sets of rails that he was sending out and it was like the packages and he was just showing all the different places they were going, right? So it's like Australia and Texas and New York and whatever, like all the different spots. And then he had tagged the people that they were going to, but didn't put like their full names or street addresses or anything. So it was just the town and like state, country, whatever. And one of them was the town that my mom lives in. So I was like, huh. And, like, I go and I click on it. And it takes me um, to this guy Pete's Instagram page. And one of his, like, more recent posts was of his new old stock Stars Playfield that he just got. And I was like, what are the chances, like, that (laughs) he lives near my mom? We both have a Stars. So I just randomly sent him a message. And I was like, hey, like, weird connections. Right. We're both friends with Taylor, at least on Instagram. And I saw that you have Stars. I have Stars. I'm really jealous of your play field. And um, he wrote me back. And he was just, you know, super nice, of course. Like, pinball people are so good Um, from the get-go. Super, super nice. And he's like, if you ever come back to visit your mom. And I was like, well, actually... Uh, I will be there leading up to Pinburg. And he was like, you, he's like, let me know when you come to town and come over and play some games. So um, we planned on me going over there today. And then when Steve was going to come out, I was like, is it okay if Steve comes with me? He's like, totally. So we went over. Uh, he lives six minutes. Maybe, yeah, if that. Maybe six minutes from my mom. Wow. Super close. I'm just like, okay, I could, you know, send up a smoke signal and you can see it from our backyard. But uh, we go over there. He's got a great collection. Oh, my gosh. Like, he and his wife, first of all, so nice. Like, really, really sweet. Very welcoming. Like, their house is adorable. And then um, we go down into, like, his game room. And he has um, some tilt cycle art, so I sent a picture over to Dan, and I was like, "I see you." Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's Pete." So I'm like, yeah. Um, and he has like a little—I'm totally gonna steal this idea from him. He has a high scoreboard for all of his games, and he has like those little numbers, like you know, when you go into an off old style like office building, and they use little oh, yeah. numbers on the black felt to like be like this office number is the are these people. So he's got the high scores and his initials up for all of his games that he has in. I was like, I love that. It's a really cool idea. So that's smart because I, I used a blackboard with um, neon wet erase markers so that people wouldn't accidentally erase them. Well, it comes to – like I found out that if you have to go an extra step for like wet erase, you just never change the scores. So mm-hmm. I've got – I've still got a high score from Jurassic Park up there, which was a pinball machine I sold like six, seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. 
yeah, it was it was a great idea. It was it was really cool looking. Um, and then so he has a paragon, which the cabinet was just repainted on it, and it is gorgeous. It looks so good. Um, you need an Ocean's and, Eleven, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got a stars. He's got a whirlwind that I maybe broke and maybe no, no yeah. it, maybe it gave up it, it decided it was time to leave and then yeah. like i turn around i go to hit the left flipper and it doesn't do anything yeah and they're just looking We're at just me looking at it and, and just... i'm just like what i was like i didn't tilt and then i go and i hit the right flipper and it's still alive just the left flipper just died it was total you know slow happened? motion it was total slow motion as we just watched the ball just, just dribble <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What happened is you probably safely hit the skill shot, and the yeah. game didn't know how to handle that. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't... Wait, what? Like so it made you drain. And the game's like, no, nah, you, you don't need to continue with this. Um, and he's got a really nice Dracula um, and um, Metallica. Metallica. Metallica, where the hammer is actually working, which is only the second one I've ever played where the hammer did what it's supposed to do. Um, but yeah, it looked great. Like his games played so well and just like instant rapport and like easy conversation, really nice guy. Um, yeah, we had a really great afternoon just playing yeah, games really. there for a few hours. Sure, we did. Yeah. It, you know, it was getting a little competitive and you put up a couple scores, but you didn't I take had, any no, of the GCs. No, I came within a couple of shots of the GCs twice. Oh so gosh. that was not, yeah, that was not. On Paragon, yeah. you Paragon, were so it close. was one time, you know, just give me 5X once and yeah. I didn't get it. And then Dracula was one double super away and, you know, it was just literally just make the left ramp once. Mm -hmm. Just make it. <laughs> you go. wanted to get on that board. I get on the board. That's so close. Like the physical board. It's yeah. such a thing to strive for. I'm yeah. like, we can do this. No, I. Well, I definitely couldn't. <laughs> you, you had a couple of I had a couple of good chances at it, but yeah, those games played very, very well. Um, you know, they looked almost new for, for my right. eye. I mean. And you know, it just it just the paragon that you want to learn how to tap pass on because you just it will work, <laughs> you know it will yeah. work and it's it was it, it they play great. I was so happy that yeah. I went over to to his place. It was very cool. Definitely, I mean his games are in amazing shape and he's a great guy. And talking about trying to like get some kind of tournament started on Long Island, it's funny because I brought up the pinball map for New York when we were sitting there it to have pizza. Horrific. It's, it's so good. It's real it's good. A, a girth of like, <laughs> there's the pin, and then you look, you look to the east, and it's just it's just empty. a wilderness, totally uh, empty. And the very closest place to go play pinball is a Chuck E. Cheese Chuck with e. an ACDC and a Shrek. Yeah, ACDC oh. Shrek in Flushing, Flushing Queens. Right. It's like um, that's oh, not yeah. even like super close. No. So after, so after you finish best. watching the Mets or whatever, or wherever they play, you can head over to Flushing and play some ACDC and Shrek over at Chuck E. Cheese. And you know those games aren't set very well at, at Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, you know. But they're nice and greased up for you. Yeah. Do they give tickets at least? <laughs> they probably do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. But hey, you know, <laughs> players got to play, and we find where to play, and we found where to play today. So I was glad I went we there. Did. We did. We did. It was very fun to play there. 
Yeah, so I was like, thanks, Taylor, for somewhat accidentally maybe linking me so that I met Pete. <laughs> like, fortunate <laughs> connections. Yeah, fortunate I was going to say, there. they've got those missed connections on Craigslist. They need to have weird connections. They what? They have those missed connections, or they right. used to have right, them right. on Pinball yeah, <laughs> weird connections or pinball connections. Pinball misconnections. Hey, you had that new old stock playfield. Hey, I okay. had I had three thousand dollars. We could have met up. <laughs> I was driving down the street and I saw an attack from Mars in the back of a black Ford truck, looking for the person who was taking that to their home. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what do you ask for it? What are you, it's like, what are you asking for that? It's, okay, so there's totally something like that happened in Seattle. So um, Katie and Jeff up in Seattle, my two like good friends up there, um, near where they're, they live close to one another, and they both live close to Flip Flip Ding Ding, and they would walk past this, like, house, apartment, I'm not sure what it is, a building where on the upper, like, window, you could see the side of a pinball machine. And they're like, okay. who lives there? Like, trying to, like, puzzle it out, trying to figure out what the machine right. was, like, the whole thing. And uh, it turns out to be this guy, Jesse, who's he's an amazing player. Like, since he started playing in tournaments, he's crushing a lot of a lot of games. He's the one who I was playing Genie with in that last kind of tiebreak round. He's but... West Coast Eric Stone. Is oh. That... Like, Eric, out of nowhere. Just, was just like an alien. Like, he just came out of nowhere. It's like, where did you gain all of this knowledge? Like, just... Well, he used to be a weatherman here, and he huh. bowled. So nice. nobody, knew, nobody knew he played pinball until he left the state and just started wrecking That's shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ran him out of the state. He was too good. And yeah, so thank yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it ended up being Jesse. So it was just like... I, I like those pinball misconnection sorts of things. It's it's definitely interesting. And, I mean, going into Pinburg, man, like, that's what I did last year. Like, people were posting on Instagram because I was just following a bunch of pinball people that I didn't know, but I was taking their pictures. And then someone would post a picture in the convention center. And I was right. like, where are you? Where are you? What set are you on? Yeah, it like, became, what's going like, on? Yeah, or like if it was in between rounds, right. like, what are you playing? And try and meet up with people. And some of them responded and some of them didn't. And I was like, that's fine. But the people who have responded, we've like stayed in touch and like they come to Portland and visit and we go play games. And I love that kind of stuff. So if anyone's going to Pinburg, um, find me, Instagram me, message me. I don't know. Let's go. Play some dollar games. I need to take dollars away from someone aside from Taylor because I don't want to run wow. into the <laughs> oh, yeah, no, You need to take shots. You need to clean him. Yeah, clean him and Tommy both out. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, and Ant's coming from Australia. I'm going to take some of his Aussie dollars. Mm. They're not as valuable, but I'll take them anyway. Yeah, you, you two go eat your Vegemite and catch up. <laughs> I'm super stoked for Vegemite, you guys. You know, yeah. Like it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay. It's basically just salt. Oh. Okay. I'm in. Like okay. It's there's there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. When I went to Australia for the first time, they had little packets of it on like you know that you would almost like jam that you would like. So just like you peel the side up, you know, like when you get those packets of jam in a diner. Right. And yeah. it was that of Vegemite, and we just like smeared it on, and it was just like a whole lot of Vegemite, like the way that you would do jam. Nope, that is not the way to eat it, because that was gross. Mm -hmm. You literally, the best thing 
is New York bagel. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Has to be from here. Um, and then you toast it. And then just super thin, like, layer of butter. And then extra sheer, very, very thin layer of Vegemite. It's perfect. It's so good. If you get, like, some good unsalted butter and then just, like, a thin layer of Vegemite, it is delicious. So I don't There's know how everybody else is eating here. it. This is if you prepare this this way, it's great. If you yeah. don't, then it's terrible. You have to get like, have to find my Saturday. Of, you have to get like eye of newt and like kale of lobster <laughs> and then then the Vegemite and then okay, then it's good. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's like okay, if you roast Brussels sprouts, they're delicious. If you boil them, they're gross. So that is true. There are right. things where mm -hmm. it's like if you do this right, it's real tasty. If you do it wrong, you will suffer the consequences. Right, but I was saying if I have to plan my Saturday around it, it's maybe a little complicated. How hard uh, is it for you to make toast? I'm worried well, about you. I have to go to New York apparently. You can do it on you can do it on toast too. Okay. okay. We're allowing yeah, that. You okay. You can also do it on toast. The judge is allowing the toast. I'm just saying, I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman says you're supposed to get like really cheap ass white bread and put it on there. This is is his preferred vessel. Okay. He's a trusted authority. Okay. Trusted authority okay. On anything. I mean, I like Hugh Jackman, so I'm not gonna. Don't argue with me. Okay. Don't argue with you. Um. Oh my gosh, I talked for time. I'm going to go take a nap now. It's a podcast. That's kind of what you do on these things. So. I guess. Um, that's all right. <laughs> I, I haven't done a whole lot. So my, when it comes around to me, it'll go quick. But Steve, what have you been up to? All right. Well, I, although I certainly cannot defeat that uh, amount of activity that we just <laughs> I, I had to catch up. By the lovely Jessica hugs. here. That oh, was amazing. <laughs> but I am a tournament player, so a tournament player is going to tournament. So, um, you know, did the, uh, the, the, the Slam Till Oh My pinball tournament, which ha happened in uh, upstate New York uh, with Ron Hallett, Bruce Nightingale. You know, that was a very fun event. 43 players had a, a contingent from New York City, a couple of people from Jersey. You know, four states came. To uh, to play and uh, you know that, that was definitely a very fun event. You know that we uh, that he has he has a very uh, wide range of games all playing very well. You know so enough where we could pick like Pinburg uh, banks just about where we had an older game, an early solid state, and then a, a Williams and a Stern like that. So that's kind of how that went. Um, you know, and as as far as you know, everything else that I've been doing, as far as the pinball scene, I that's I I make sure I post on my site every day. I've still been doing it. Uh, recently, I guess celebrated my fifth anniversary of daily posts. The site's oh, wow. older. The, the site's older than that. I mean, the, I mean, if you go to the Wayback Machine, you'll see um, links older than that. But as far as the you know, doing something on pinball every day, it's been five years. That's cool. Uh, that's January, uh, July first, twenty twelve, was the day I decided. You know what? Since I'm gonna lose this database and I gotta start a new one, <laughs> you know, let me see if I can actually commit to doing this every day. And it's you know, and so uh, that's that. Yeah, it's been very very cool. You know, so uh, you might notice, nice. even though I'm up, I'm up here, I definitely had a uh, I had a post scheduled 
about a certain pinball podcast that went up. <laughs> okay. I saw that. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's definitely a reason why it went up today, because, you know, they go see it today, and then they go listen to that one today, and then they'll have already subscribed to listen to this one. This one. Yeah. That's how you string it. Oh, <laughs> okay. right. I get it. That, that, that's how you do it. That so, traffic juice. At, right. You know, get that bump. What? Get the Colbert bump. The Colbert bump. Whatever. Except I'm not Stephen Colbert. So whatever. Wait, are you not? Jeff, why did you? I was told that we'd be having Stephen Colbert on this. Yeah. No, uh, no, not Colbert or Colbert. Uh, <laughs> Colbert. Not, not even no, Colbert. I'm Stephen Colbert. I'm Stephen Colbert. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was your name, though? That would be brutal. <laughs> right. If you were Stephen Colbert. Right. It's like, oh, you're the guy on TV? No. 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 Not. <laughs> but, uh, no, Fun with Bonus is great. I've I've been with it since the beginning, so I it, it's my daily check-in. So and there. that gives me motivation. That keeps me on my toes. That means I better stay on my game here. Because so, I'm hearing that from more and more people. Which is great, and so what? But also, which comes with that is that there are quite a few people who know me from the internet, and so I don't know them yet. So, right. you know, if you hear this before Pinbury, um, please, I have no problem. Just please go come up and talk to me, and you know, I'll definitely say hi. But please forgive any initial awkwardness if I don't know you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that awkwardness when people come up to me is just a given at this point, so I don't even like put a disclaimer on it anymore. I'm just like, yeah, you can come up and say hello. Yeah, I have I no idea that. what's happening most of the time, so we're just yeah. we're just gonna go with it. I mean, I love that because with me, I mean, I'm I'm on the, I'm definitely on the more introverted side of the scale, so. I rarely initiate, but I, you know, I often reciprocate. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I definitely like going to events such as, you know, Pinburg, where there are quite a few like-minded individuals who, who, who are, who also might be worried that we're all talking too much about pinball. But then we realize, no, we're not talking too much about pinball because everyone wants to talk about pinball. Right. So it's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know. So, so that's that's the great thing. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go to Pinburg. You're gonna go to Replay Effects. We're gonna meet a lot of new people. We're gonna meet up with old people, and you know, continue the giant family reunion that we have. And so that's gonna be fantastic. Can't wait to yeah, go I've... to Pinburg again. I'm legit jealous of the whole Pinburg experience you're about to have. We um, gotta go. We gotta find. You know, even if you're not in the Pinburg tournament, you know there's. I, w- a- I would have got in. I just, uh-huh. I waited so long that by the time um, I found out that like the weekend was gonna be open for me, uh-huh. I was way behind on getting flights and everything, and uh-huh. flights out were ridiculous. It was like, it was like a thousand dollars just just to get out there. Yeah, so I was like, crazy. all right. All yeah. right. Mm-mm. Yeah, it does get a little nuts, especially once you, once you, uh, once you get close to the date, and then you know, not even Priceline is having it. I mean, it's just oh, like, it, it gets real bleak. Nope, it gets real, yeah. real bleak. They just have this little animated image of someone just shaking their head, like, <laughs> nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you knew this was coming, and no you didn't. flight for you. Just, no, yeah. <laughs> it's like no. no. It's like you want a flight where to How many when? Soup Nazi references that we had today so far, a lot of because it's so easy. The <laughs> Nazi is like the that's what she said of jokes for food. I mean, yeah. it just always comes up. It always comes. There was a pizza incident tonight. Yeah, it always comes up <laughs> every time. 
So uh, anyway, that's what I've been doing, and that's what I'll continue to be doing. Uh, All right. Every, every day until I get tired of it, and I don't see that happen. Every, and, you know, I'm going to do that every day until I get tired, and I'm not sleepy at all about pinball. So nice. that's uh, that's what's up with me. Okay. That's what have you been all right, all right. So I actually did do some things. Um, we had a, our the next in our tournament series that we run here with our league that's called Slap It, which stands for the Salt Lake Area Pinballers Interconnected Tournament. Um, each one stands alone, but you also earn kind of like a – it's almost like circuit points. Um, and the day that we had that, I I went – kind of early morning with my wife and kids and we we went fly fishing and we spent the entire day on the river and i showed up ready to play some pinball that night uh for the first three rounds it was all group play i went first 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 and then the day caught up with me Mm, and i was struggling to make those seconds and i was hanging in there and i just crashed in the last two or three rounds and it was all right i was i was still happy with my finish but um I got to know to like not come physically dead to those things because those tournaments are a bit of a marathon sometimes, and uh, I'd, I'd spent the whole day out in the sun and it caught me, but it was fun. Um, the wagon saunters were in town, so they came to the event. Um, nice to see them and have them come support it. The week after, Bowen blew us up at our event the week before, so <laughs> he's out of towners passing through. Uh, yeah, so and I told the whole. Bowen beating me in the finals of our critical hit tournament, right? Yeah, okay. So that was a blast. Um, and then, uh, let's see. I've got... Oh, I paid up on my dialed in, so that's... All right, there we go. Yeah, money is in, the game is on the line. Uh, thinking probably about two weeks to ship on that, so I'm excited. Awesome. I'm so excited for you, I'm jealous. I know. It's going to be like six months before I've played it as much as you have, Jessica, so... <laughs> Apparently they're just like you have to dodge them. They're coming out yeah. of the sky there, but at the, um, the rate that you play your games, yeah, maybe. No, I play my games. <laughs> no, but you'll be playing dialed in a lot, though. I mean, yeah, it's, it it's gonna so once crazy. that's gonna get you, and then you know just to get to the showdown, and you know, <laughs> and the, the fact that it's pretty much code complete. I mean, you know, just other than fixes. It's we were so talking huge. about that today. Uh, it's like complete. the difference between starting games that come out and it's just like, okay, we really could use some more guidance, some more code, like something. The fact that they put dialed in out at locations and got feedback ahead of time and that it comes out so complete is amazing. Like it's just, yeah. and it's such a fun game. It's so fun to shoot. Like, the modes are fun when you can hear what it's saying. It's like right. funny. The newsreel at the bottom is funny. And it's just like, this is a game that people just get excited to play. Yeah, and like, I mean, it, it feels very much Pat Lawler when you play it, which is great. I mean, Twilight Zone's like my favorite game still of all time. I know it's not fl- perfect, it's got its flaws. I still say if there's a perfect pinball machine, it's Attack from Mars, but Twilight Zone's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this one kind of feels like a. A, a fresh take on that Twilight Zone idea. Um, even the mode progression similar, um, but instead of just kind of at the end of the modes, um, it doesn't end with Armageddon. You still have Showdown there waiting right. for you a little bit deeper. So pretty cool. I'm excited about all of that coming. Um, and you know, I've only had the Wizard of Oz for a few weeks now, and I've 
been getting deeper into that and they're, they're my first two JJP machines and um, it's been fun experience kind of stepping into that world. It's, it's like I remember when I got my first, it's like when you get a first game from a new era and you kind of learn everything, all the weird intricacies about it and stuff, but that that's fun. Um, other than paying up the, the tournament, um, I actually finally got the lighted ramp mod for my Tron. I haven't put it in yet, but I'm trying Ooh. the the new one that the guy made in Australia, uh, Redshift uh, mods. So his is similar to the one that um, Eli made, but um, it's controlled a little bit differently. There, there's some differences between the two mods, but uh, I thought I'd give his a try and get into that madness. And the other night I came home, I was all excited to do it, p- lifted my play field, and then just this overwhelming tiredness hit me, and I was like, "All right, I'll do it tomorrow." And that's been three days ago. So, oh no! Okay. I think I'm going to put it in tomorrow, guys. <laughs> I felt so uh, bad, like when I was getting ready to leave, I was so tired. Like I was working late every night, and then trying to pack and trying to get stuff ready at the house. And my friend Daniel's um, Tesla sitting and house sitting, and I'm just like, I really needed to try and fix fix sewage and. The trap issue with stars, and I just couldn't get to them. I'm just like, I just don't have the time or the energy no. or the bandwidth or anything, and it felt really bad. So I might like Google some search kind of stuff. I left keys for him so he can get into <laughs> stuff if he is so inclined. I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna want to do this. You can still play stars. It's just kind of annoying. So see which is out wow. and meteor still down, but theater is working really well, and stars is working well aside from the trap issue. So. I, I hate leaving things unfixed. Um, it, it irritates me. But um, the next in the Slap It tournament series will be at my house. So that will uh, make me go through all my machines and make sure everything's perfect on them. That always uh, is kind of nice when you have everybody coming, you do that. And it all is working great until about an hour before people show. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, Twilight Zone's doing the double flipper reset. And, um, oh, all the back box lights and Attack from Mars went out. Cool, cool. But uh, no, nah, I, um, I haven't got many issues except for I need to replace the optos in my Twilight Zone for the mini playfield exit. Um, okay. That's bad when that's out because if you fail to do it, um, all you have to do is shoot like the slot and it will award you the mini playfield oh, reward. So wow. uh, that's not good. <laughs> um, so I got to get that fixed before everyone comes. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, my my hope is to make that also have a side tournament for dialed in that night um yes so i'm on the internet trying to find good deals on really iconic but cheesy old cell phones like the motorola razor and stuff and uh are you making cookies out of old cell phones because cell phones and mannequin hands so Everyone gets a burner phone. You're gonna end up on some kind of government watch list. Like, oh, I've got to be mannequin hands and old cell phones that will be traceable. What does this mean? Uh... I I almost (laughs) used like so when I was you know writing gaming reviews a lot more, um, and I was on the Nintendo PR list. One of the things they sent me was a mannequin hand when the DS came out. That was kind of weird, but. Like a almost, branded mannequin hand? I mean, yeah. I mean, so, so I couldn't use it for the trophy because it's what? really kind of a unique thing. Will you send me a picture of this, please? Yeah, yeah. From just a picture, it would look like a normal mannequin hand. But, um, but it says Nintendo? But I've got a lot of, yeah, I've got a lot of weird, really weird Nintendo stuff. Like when they sent me the DS uh, review kit, mm-hmm. so it came with the DS and all the launch title games. 
but it came in this box that was like a real interesting outside material and it had all these patches of uh different textures on it and just said touching is good um okay well but uh i've still got that box and it's awesome it's got like fake grass on it it's got i don't know it's got a bunch of weird stuff but oh man i can see that for a good like animal crossing promo PS2, yeah. please have another oh, the Animal scene. Crossing stuff was awesome. They sent a wicker basket with like cleaning supplies and seeds and oh, a bunch yeah. of. Wow. Yeah, I've got a bunch of weird stuff that I'll have to take pictures of one day. Like, I've got a Star Fox air sick bag. And... <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah, I've got bought some stuff. like weird things. Like, there was some Japanese company that made like little Animal Crossing with little houses. So you could buy the little figures, but they were like very small little houses, and then you had a, your like little animal neighbors. And I'm like, these are outstanding, but um, I didn't buy a lot of them because I have so much crap and like no place to put it. So oh. I'm like, okay, I really enjoy the idea of this, but I'm not going to get super deep in it. But I I enjoy that kind of like weird marketing where it's like here's the stuff oh, that you yeah. use in the game in real I've life. So <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff they sent was cool. Like the um the fact sheet that they sent along. It's usually just like a sheet that's got a bunch of printed facts about the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um the one for uh Chibi Robo Park Patrol was on plantable paper, so if you plant it wildflowers grow out of it. Mm-hmm. That was kinda cool. Okay. <laughs> stuff like that. But, uh, I used yeah. plantable paper for when I used to work hotels in Chicago, and we would do like our VIP guest like welcome things. I started using some plantable paper stuff to make it a little more interesting because we were doing like our green program. Like, yeah. cool. Like this is something that is dual purpose because I have to write notes to everybody, and it's also like welcome to this like new initiative that we have, and a cool thing where you can just be like, hey, look, I'm gonna plant this paper and it turns into flowers. I think. The only Nintendo pinball related... Oh, I probably have Super Mario pinball, but it, I, I've mentioned on the show before where I got the Metroid Prime pinball, and it came with the shirt that says, I scored with Samus, okay. I guess. And then, yes, yeah, that's... Yeah, I got that. That's the only pinball related thing now. To bring it back, given what the show's about. <laughs> oh, right, but, right. Um, and I think that's it, pinball related. I did write an article, it's on Gamer Theory, about... Um, pinball and my struggles with depression and how pinball has very much helped me um not just through a bad time but just with basic mental maintenance and if anyone wants to check that up out it's up um i shared it to the facebook page so it's you can find it there too but the cool thing about that i've had a ton of people who i don't even know just send me messages on facebook like okay, this totally helped me, or I went through this. And um, it's amazing how many people have been helped positively through their various hobbies. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why we should have hobbies. But pinball in particular seems to have helped a lot of people through some pretty tough times. And it seems to circle back to the social aspect of it, of being able to socialize through a tough time when otherwise they wouldn't have wanted to, or just mentally they didn't feel like they could. But um Pinball kind of helped them to do that or just the giving them something else to focus on for a time while they fixed machines or something. But um, it's been awesome how people have reached out. Um, so it's good to know that, I mean, if you've got issues, uh, mental pro- – like I've, I've had mental health struggles for a while. So um, always reach out. There are people out there who are super willing 
to lend an ear or lend a hand if they can. So definitely, and definitely like, do it. So it's I've definitely been there too, and like knowing that there are other people who are in the same boat. It sounds weird to say that it's comforting, but like there are so many times when you can feel very alone in that place that you get to. Yeah. So knowing, I mean, pinball community, we're like the island of misfit toys, right? Like we come from all these different yeah. places and we come together and bond over this this shared interest, this shared hobby um, in all of our own ways, be it if you're a tournament player, if you're a casual player, if you're a collector, if you uh, work them, if you do mods, like whatever it is, we all share something in common. So to know that there's that out there for you and that whatever situation you're in, like you at least have something that you share with this community, I think is really powerful and interesting and knowing that there's a common ground from like all over the world of people who, you know, outside of their pinball life do tons of different things. I think it's so interesting to find out like what's behind the people who you only know in the pinball community. But um, I know for me, like I used to fight and then I broke both of my wrists and it was something where I'm just like, that was my life. Like I had my gym life and my fight life and gym family. And after that, it was just like never the same. And then I didn't feel like I fit anywhere. And, you know, um, having Matt, my friend Matt, who I've talked about before, like he was my best friend at the time. And um, he kind of, we were doing video game stuff together, like Penny Arcade Expo. And um, he worked for Double Fine and I would always help like run their booths and do their events. And he kind of introduced me into pinball. And for me at that time, what I was wanting was something that felt like different and new and fulfilling in my own space. So like buying a machine and I hadn't really thought of like competing. And then he kind of introduced me into that side and I was like, okay. And it was hard for me to break into the community here. I felt like it definitely wasn't something where I felt welcome right away. But, um, I fortunately had people who were like, who persisted in trying to get me there again. And, um, I really like to be able to try to at least do that for people here, like through bells or through other things. And, you know, when there's a new player, just making sure that they don't feel the way that I felt at that time where it can be really overwhelming and you feel like this isn't the place for you or you don't belong. And, um, just the number of people now who go out and do that in pinball communities all over the place. I'm very grateful that they're all out there because there are definitely people that need that. And, um, I'm so glad that you you wrote that piece and that you're sharing it around because I don't think that it gets talked about a lot, but I think it's kind of pervasive in the community, at least to to know someone who's going through something like that, even if you aren't cognizant of it. Like you're a big part in making that person feel comfortable and included. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You're <laughs> whether you like you're meaning to or not, like you said, you're a part of that. Um, so it's good to be aware. So. Totally. Oh, well, getting all serious. I know. Um, <laughs> we have to lighten. We have to lighten the mood. You, uh, okay. you guys want to make fun of me for going to California Extreme instead of Pinburg or something? I mean, um, I, we don't. We really don't need to do that. I mean, you don't really need to do that. That's true. Like, like it's already happened just by your your poor decision making. Um, but I have a thing I want to talk about. Go for it. Because, surprise, it's actually a Baby Driver podcast. So, um, 
<laughs> out of nowhere, baby driver appears. Okay, You've been so. played. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we all remember previously on the pinball, on the pinball podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to convince Jeff to go see Baby Driver. I saw it. Did he see it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's good. Um, and then, unbeknownst to me, I uh, convinced Steve to go see Baby Driver. <laughs> so like, well, I gotta go see it. I heard so many positive recommendations from it. Me, who 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 uh, has not visited a theater to see movies in a while, usually I wait for Netflix. But I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's see. This is not a sequel or prequel or Guardians of the Galaxy 47. So yeah, let's 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 see what's going on. And uh, I'm glad I went. I'm I'm glad Hollywood still makes movies like that because that was certainly was different. I don't know how much we want to get into it, but. You know, okay. Spoilers or what? I mean, because no, we're no, not spoiling. Yeah, no, people have to go see it's it. It's good. It's very good because see I it. want to share this energy with yeah. people. But yes, like do not do not read too much about it. Do not go too much into it. But I do now that you both have seen it, and I can talk to you again because I was worried okay. that we weren't going to be able to speak to each other. Um, so now that you have seen it, um, the way that the music is integrated into that film is unlike anything I have ever seen in a movie. Like, it, people try it, but it's never to the degree that this happens in this movie. So, uh, Joe, I guess, actually sent me a link to a pinside post saying, could Baby Driver be, like, a pinball theme? So, um, Toyota Boy in Illinois. Is that him? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I never go on Pinside. I thought he was sending me someone else's post. Sorry, Joe. I missed that whole part of the conversation. The connective tissue just wasn't there for you, huh? I mean, well, he literally just sent me the link and didn't say, hey, I just posted this. or Like, there was no comment on it. So I... That's because Joe's like... Um... He he doesn't feed off of like recognition like a lot of other people do. So well, tough because now he's getting it. So yeah. but but yeah, okay. we we like to to make him get that recognition anyway. So okay, so um, he was talking about um, you know getting like um, a sequel to Steve Ritchie's titles like Black Knight, Black Knight two thousand, three K, whatever, highest speed from high speed. Um, so he was talking about like. Um, original titles won't ever happen again at Stern, but what about taking a popular film like Baby Driver and making it into, uh, work into the high-speed type of layout? So he did, like, a whole mock-up of what a Baby Driver machine would look like, and he goes over modes, and I'm not going to go into them because they tell you things about the movie. Right. Um, and then he did a little, like, poll on the page of... Um, are you in? So the options were, heck yes, awesome movie, which he brings back high speed, uh, never heard of this movie, or some <laughs> films just don't translate well to pinball. So when he first sent it to me, there were no comments on it, and the little voting thing wasn't up yet. And then um, I just let him know. I was like, it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting idea to think about. And while I absolutely adore the movie, I don't think that there's a way for it to be as successful. Like, I feel like it wouldn't really feel like Baby Driver because the integration wouldn't be as prominent as I think that it would need to be for it to be successful. But that kind of, like, opened up this conversation of music being an integral part to pinball. 
Um, and Stephen, actually, when we were chatting about it, he um, found a really interesting way to kind of equate, the, like, to explain a little bit about the movie without actually saying anything about it. Right. You were talking yeah. about. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of, of how we how it could be integrated to a pinball machine, and then realizing that it really wouldn't work because of the timing involved with how the music is used so well with what is happening in the movie. Mm -hmm. I'll say it that way and that's it. Yep. Okay, so 100%. that would not work with the semi-randomness of pinball action. Yep. So That's true. All right, so that that that's that's the issue that it would work perfectly with a video game style, you know, beat mania type game, but not in a more semi-random game like pinball. You know, I mean Unless um, I can see a way where you could have doing certain ramps back and forth might maybe do it, but it still doesn't work. Even if you had ramps as clean as ACDC, you know, going back and forth in that pattern, it as still doesn't really work. One, as soon as you like miss it one, skips you're out. A beat or you hit it a little bit slower, yeah. it's just not the same. And yeah. um, Baby Driver was more like more. It would be more of a game for rhythm heaven style of game. You know, if, if you played that, you know, than oh, yeah. than actual pinball. Okay, yeah. so that that I can see why it wouldn't really work. Although I sure would want it to. <laughs> right, it could be like, um, yeah. There's no way to match the beats, but it could be like a rhythm heaven or rock band where the soundtrack falls out of sync with itself if you're missing shots or something like that. Mm -hmm. Where where the audio package maybe degrades a little bit, like. It'd be cool if it got louder if you stayed on point with the timing or something. I don't know. It'd be really weird. It'd have to be some crazy super conceptual type thing in, in yeah. a like one. It, it, it seems to only work with gaming because I can always I, I like I can see if it work with a game like Res for the Dreamcast. Yeah. You know that it, that where a timing based you know where you you hit the you hit the objects in Res that you need to do and that would correspond with you making the sound and it would sync with that sound. But again, so, with pinball yeah. with the randomness and the fact that you are, you know, um, I mean, as as linear as Ghostbusters is, it's still not necessarily as linear you, you, as you could make it, as you would need it to be to pull it off for a, a, a movie like Baby Driver. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was thinking, too, I had to double check on the name, Bit Trip Runner? Bit Trip Runner, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that kind of thing, I think, kind of falls into that. And uh, yeah, so he was just like, well... It's really easy to explain to rhythm gamers. Yeah, like they will exactly. just they will walk in yeah. as soon as that movie starts and know what is happening. They're in the movie straight They're right away. Like what, this I... is the movie. Yep. And because um, you know we were, we're kind of talking, um, a coworker went and saw it off of my recommendation because literally I'm telling everyone to go see this movie because I love it so much. <laughs> and um, he went and he's like, at first he's like, I thought you know it was like a little hokey, like when you first see it. And you don't really know how integrated it is. It can catch you as kind of like, all right, this is kind of like cute, oh, they did whatever. A cute match to like the... to start, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh no! Like, and you realize fast. Yeah, right. But like going into it, like Steve said, like as like someone with a rhythm gaming background or like who has an ear to that and is very attuned to that sort of thing you know straight off the bat and when it continues it's just like so satisfying to see and i went to see it again with the borg so it was their first time and my second time and 
I was picking up on things I didn't pick up the first time. And then when I mentioned him to Steve, he's like, oh, yeah, I got that. And I was like, okay, you do stuff like this. So, like, automatically your brain goes to it. And it's really interesting, like, the different ways that you view it and approach it. And um, it was funny because Ian actually said, he's like, that's, he's like, this is right up there, like, on my list with, like, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. like, those movies that make that impression and that like leave something very strong with you that you can always go back to or always show someone and be really excited to be able to do that I, I totally get that I will go see it a million times like I just adore it but I don't necessarily you know, think that it's a good pinball fit but there are a lot of games that have this like rhythm to the music or like things that really like help to guide you along in that or um i really enjoy when a game kind of builds anticipation through the sound so like meteor when you're playing well you can hear that you're playing well or like firepower when you're moving towards that multi-ball and it's just like building up the anticipation it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh it's like you get to this level and you're just like i just need the release like i just need to get to this and if you don't get it you're like so unsatisfied, and you're like, I have to go do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. More quarters go in. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. And it just it like it connects you with the game through this whole other level of stuff. And you know, I'm not a headphone player, so like I like to hear the machines when I'm playing because I feel like it helps tune me into them a little more. And I know that a lot of people do for other reasons. You know, wear headphones when they're playing. And, we're kind of talking to see about yeah, how you don't I, wear them yeah, either. I don't wear them either because I want to hear the game because I want to hear the choreography. I want to hear, you know, because the, the music is what helps me get into the world. There are certain times, there are certain points where the music can help me make the shot because of how, you know, the beat of the music corresponds with where the ball is. I mean, it's, and that can get into a zone that way. Also, warning sounds of where the ball is. Certain shots that you can hit without looking at it. Like if I'm in multi-ball and I'm hearing certain things, I know where the ball is just from the sound of what's being hit. You know, like yeah. the, let's say the sound, the sound of you hitting the piano in the twilight zone is a unique sound. The sound of you hitting, of you hitting the mold start and uh, or the jackpot shot in Star Trek: Next Generation is a unique sound. There's no sound of that's that, that's the same as that. So you can, so I can hear that and know where the ball is without looking up at anything. I just know where everything is just from hearing it. And also of course one of the most most important sounds, the warning sounds that you don't hear if you don't if you have headphones on. I've seen many a player get caught out there thinking they had one danger when they actually had two because they didn't hear the second one. Mm-hmm. And so because they're wearing headphones with noise cancellation or whatever <laughs> and then all of a sudden they get caught out and say, Wait a minute, I didn't have Yeah you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've did. seen that on uh X-Men, where it says, is it say unit damage? Unit what it damage. Says? Unit da- and that, and that yeah. was bad. That was a bad sound decision because unit yeah. damage is part of the mode for the Sentinels. And right. So and so same sound is yeah. not, that's not, I don't, that's not a good decision. If you're in the Sentinels mode and then the ball is going everywhere, so you, so you get a unit damage for making a shot and another unit damage for a danger, and then a unit damage for making a shot and another unit damage for danger. Uh, How many dangers do right. I have? <laughs> How do I get so many Wait dangers? Right? So that's why the sound is so so much more important in, 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 in playing pinball for me, and that's why I'm such a, a, a fan of of uh, of the game soundtracks, especially ones that have been created by you know recently David Thiel, who's involved with every game ever since Pirates, 
And like and, and Chris Grander, you know, some of the notes that he puts in his games, like the Fishtail oh. soundtrack and the Whitewater soundtrack. Come on, all right. I mean, sometimes I'll just yeah. I'll just start the game and then I'll just listen to it for a bit, and then I'm getting into it, and then I'll just stand there, and then okay, I'm getting my game plan together while I'm listening to the music, you know, and then I'll get started, and then I know, especially a game like Twilight Zone, right? The reason why Twilight Zone is my second favorite favorite game of all. Is that I can listen to the music and know what mode I'm in. Period. Yes. I mean, I know I just hear the music. I know what I'm doing. I'm in the you game. You know if you've spelled gumball. Right. You got, you got, like... Right. There's not much duplication in there. So, yeah. and that's really the test. If you can, if you can know where you are by using just the music, then that means that soundtrack's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's really, and that seems to be what's been going on. And, uh, and, and especially games of, of late, I mean, you know, uh, especially especially games of late, that's really been, been happening. I mean, Dial then does it, you mm-hmm. know, when you're allowed to hear it. If you're not in a yeah. loud bar and you can actually hear the game, and then it's, it, that really helps. And, you know, a soundtrack like Tron, for example, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's great. You know, and so it's not that it's, I mean, I understand headphone people because it blocks out the sound and you're trying to concentrate and all that, but I want to hear the game. I mean, yeah. the game is, the, the music is half of the game. It's half of the story. Well, and I feel like, for me, as a newer player, you know, Theater of Magic was a game that I, like, immediately resonated with and just stuck with me as, like, this is the game I need to have around, and um, I am not someone who has the ability to kind of be looking up at the DMD while I've got stuff going down on the playfield. Like, I'm looking at my flippers, I'm looking at the ball, and I'm paying attention to where that is, and I don't have that thing where I can split my attention between the two. But theater was always very clear with me on what I needed to do without me having to look up anywhere. Right. And I feel like I got so intimately familiar with that game so much faster because of the sound cues, because I'm not always picking up the visual clues. And to have like that other sense at play and really have them like, put an emphasis on that and being able to deliver information to you in another way. Um, it's kind of like when you have people who are like, I, you know, I'm a vision learner or, you know, I'm an audible yeah, learner. Like right. these are the ways that I mm-hmm. do this best. And I think that having that built into games where you give people options on how they can take cues to be more successful when they're playing, that's huge. Like to have that, that opportunity and you know i feel like even if you don't know like a, a solid state game very well like and you hear that ramping up like the music's ramping up like oh, you yeah. know you're doing good yeah. things and that's without having to like go google rules or whatever and try and figure out what you're supposed to be doing the game is telling you so it's like the thing that you just did this is a good thing like you need to and that's why it's so satisfying to hit certain shots in games you know like when you hit the special on stars and it just makes that noise that's totally different than anything else in the game here's like on i just did a real good thing <laughs> um yeah going back to some chris graner like mm-hmm. i mean to me he's he's my favorite pinball music guy of all time like easily you start thinking about some of the sound punches like Elvira and the Party Monsters. The right. second you start on that, if you were listening, you are so locked into that game. And then just the sequence of the multi-ball start with the organ, it's so iconic. And um, going into headphones and no headphones, in competition, if I can hear the game clearly, I won't use them. If it's just too loud and the game's not there, 
I'll I'll sometimes put them in so I can't hear the game next to me enough. Mm-hmm. Like if you hear what they're going on, you're like, oh, he's into he's into multi ball, and then all of a sudden I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm thinking about his game. I need to be thinking about my game. Yeah. But um, some of the other sound cues that I think are just awesome. Um, I love the jackpot on ACDC that's a guitar fill because mm-hmm. um, it for a second it like prepares you for that next ramp shot does, yeah. like okay there goes the fill and the timing is very specific from the time it hits that switch till you're ready to flip to the next ramp and it's just so good but yeah I mean Chris Granters was just I, I actually this week it's funny that we're talking about this and talking about him I went and re-listened to his um, interview he did with Clay Harrell on this old podcast mm-hmm. uh pinball podcast um that's such a good interview to hear how he works and the way he did things and um where some of his soundtracks like taxi came from and yeah like the those ways that his modes are so distinct i think so important for pinball and i, I really hope that um that's something that we can keep carrying forward because it's easy just to kind of plug in uh especially when you're working with licenses to plug in um what I mean, on one level, people want to hear. They want to hear those title tracks and stuff. But when you get that really unique sound that kind of wakes you up to something happening, that's that's special, and and I love that stuff. So we drop in a minute. That's our end here. So let's disconnect. Okay. Hey, oh, well, apparently, all right, I think we are all back together and everything's put back in its place and we didn't lose the first half of whatever. I don't know, but we're all here, right? Yes. We're all here. We're okay, here. We're all here. Okay. Sorry guys. I know um, it's getting late over there, but Anyway, um, I don't know if you guys had any other specifics that you wanted to mention as far as pinball and sound or music um, as you were kind of getting into that. Or just even if you want to throw out a handful of favorites um, or Dark Horse um, Don't Sleep on This Game mentions. Uh, do you have anything specific that you want to say like Genesis is secretly an amazing soundtrack? or It is. TX yeah. Sector. Oh Let's yeah. See. We got the TX Sector, uh Fishtails, Whitewater I mentioned already. Um Time else? Machine. Time yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time Machine. Uh can can we just talk about Dragon for a second? Uh wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh there was like some great debate about the spelling of the sound that the dragon makes. And everyone said B-A-O, like bow. And I was like, okay, but even in the link that Bowen shared where he was saying the noise, I'm like, you are not just saying bow. There's definitely like a wow. Like it's there's more letters involved here. Like an R, maybe like a couple of W's. There's like an M somewhere. I feel like there's a silent there's a silent Q or something. I said that one of those letters gotta have an umlaut on it somewhere. Like I don't know which one. But it's there. Right. It's in the mix. Yeah, that feels very dragony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then um, we discovered that when we drive by a Tesla on the road, like the car, not my cat, I make the noise that the dragon makes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Teslas are quiet. No, no, I make the noise at the Tesla because oh, okay. I like them a lot. 
I got it. Um, Bride of Pinbot has got a fantastic art and sound package. Um, I don't know. Swords okay. of Fury. Swords of Fury. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Props to Laser War for like stereo. <laughs> oh, right. Like that. that ion <laughs> cannon. What, that, that's like a 40 seconds. <laughs> It's like you fired that thing. You know you. you, know, you <laughs> yeah, not only you, do you fired it, but everybody in the arcade knows you fired it. It, it like browned the lights out for a <laughs> second. <laughs> See, um, F fourteen has got a fantastic sound package. I think. Oh yeah. Um, and when I finally get to play Total Nuclear Annihilation, I'm sure that that's oh, yeah. be on my list too. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cannot wait to get my hands on one of those. It's like. Someone please tell me where to find one because I want to go play it. Well, it, Scott's, got, Scott's got some of the tracks on his SoundCloud, so he does. Yeah. He has Alpha oh, Particles on yeah. there. Okay, so well, he, well, I'll get he started. He released a preview track of Reactor 3, too, as well. So Sweet. He's got that on there. Yeah, yeah listening to it's awesome. Um, playing it and having it fight you back while that right. music is playing is like a whole other level. It's awesome. It's definitely it's yeah because he because he's got he's got a like a bass soundtrack for every reactor and then he has like an upgraded one if you're in the reactor during multi ball they're different so you can sort of tell you know where you are depending on which version of this of the soundtrack you're on so yeah it's it's uh it's awesome yeah it's I can't really, wait to see that with art on the playfield and just have yeah, it all come together it's gonna the, be so the cool. art yeah the art will look very futuristic eighties. So yeah, that's all I'll say yeah. about that. I love, but, I love yeah. the backlash art. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I guess I can, I can add that the only reason that I know the songs from Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and ACDC is because of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't know. Yeah, you know, like, that's the only reason. Yeah. Um. Okay. While well, we're talking about Scott, um, oh yeah, so you showed me earlier Double Danger Pinball. Now has a Denise Lock t-shirt. I saw that today. Yeah, it's that's awesome. So good. Bowen messaging you. That lock me- mechanism in lock. person looks so cool because it happens so quickly. It's just such a cool, crisp, just clean looking. It, it almost seems like a magic trick when it's happening. It's it's really cool. Yeah, wow. it's it, the, the shirt is cool. I super dig it. Uh, I'm very excited to see the Double Danger guys at Pinburg. Um, there's so much good stuff. Okay, well, and I know that I'm getting a little off topic. Are we? Can we go a little off topic? From it's okay. Just for, um, um, before you do that, though, yes. I'll stay on your off topic, but on topic with your off topic. <laughs> um, Double Danger owned that TX sector where they hooked the big subwoofer up to it and they dragged it around to shows. I've heard that Robert sold that game, which broke my heart oh. because I thought that um, we were bros enough that I would have got first shot at that, but it's okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Robert. Do your thing. Well, he um, heard that you had chose Calixtreme over Pinberg, and mm, he's just like... That's fair. He, he doesn't yeah. trust the machine. Yeah, the guy who right? makes that decision. Yeah. 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 Guys, I'm like, going you know, to like what? run the show at California Extreme this year. Basically, uh, I'll be the only one there. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be like I will be tournament I'll director, first time place ever finish. at Pinburg, and you'll just be there playing all the roles yourself. It's it can be like the being John Malkovich of pinball tournaments. <laughs> I will be the stinky guy and the guy who complains about the stinky guy. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. <laughs> you you kind of already are. Hey, 
Until you've experienced California Extreme funk. Now, I, I don't like <laughs> too much, but that is, is, is the that show. Is that nickname? No, wait. Calistream Funk? Califunkalicious. Mr. Funk, if you're... Um, we, have to rate, we have to rate the rate the level of funk a California Extreme compared to other... <laughs> oh, okay, no. no. I, I, I've been to many shows. Can you Arcade Expo, right. Pax, is Pax that takes funk? the cake. I, okay. I, no, you think that Pax until you go there. Pax Funk. Um... I'm not exaggerating that when you walk into the room, it it's a physical feeling. Is that, it pushed to the face? Is it, it like is. a switch right to the stomach? Can you taste okay. it when you walk in? Just like, for like tongue? Yeah, and for like four days after. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's bad. And I don't know why. I don't understand. But um, like they hold it in a hotel where the majority of people are staying and their rooms have showers. So I, it just is, <laughs> it should not be that way. Wow. So I, I don't know, and and that was something that I always thought was exaggerated until I went. And no, it's if anything, it's underreported. So mm, interesting. Anyway, okay. Wow. So sorry, I got anyway, super no, off topic no, no, no. from your off topic. So you go ahead. And... Oh well, so I was just gonna kind of go in the Pinberg direction, um, and talk about Rob and my evil Knievel because he hey. has delivered it to Pittsburgh. <gasps> Yeah, so it's there. Um, he made some interesting modifications to Backlash. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, he, I cannot say this enough. He's done such a stellar job with it. When you look at those pictures, and I know we've shared it to the Facebook page before, but guys, definitely check it out. Like, when you see what the machine looked like when he picked it up from my uncle and what it looks like now, I'm like I get all super emotional because he's just put so much like love and care and hard work into it to making it what it is and man the fact that like a bunch of people get to play it so it's actually in one of the backup banks for Pinberg. Oh, that's awesome. I know. Uh it's awesome and also not awesome because I can't walk into the building and go play it first thing, oh, which is yeah. all I want to do. That's kind of cool. I can't play it until the turn of this over. <laughs> like it's right well, there. So carry like, your okay. trophy over there afterwards. And right. Set it up. Yeah. yeah. I just I figure we just need to knock out a few of the games in the regular banks and then they'll pull it in somewhere, right? Okay, so can't pick yourself. I want you to pick your one prediction for who wins Pinberg. Obviously yourselves excluded from this. Um, Whose year is it? Josh Sharp gets his major. Josh gets his major, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go, there are a few ways I can go with this. This is like a very tricky one. Friend of the show, Evan Bingham? (laughs) Well, yeah, that he, he would be a good one for it too. I kind of want to see Colin Urban go take it this year from Portland. I didn't say who you wanted to, hometown or pick there, but who do but, you think? Who are you feeling? Man. Or is that what you're feeling? Like, that's totally legit, too. He's a, an outstanding player. Like, he can get up there and do this. He can make this happen. Someone has to stop Eric Stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I anticipate him doing incredibly well. I anticipate uh, Kevin and Raymond from Seattle are yeah. going to be in the thick of it in the finals. And... Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I feel weird like trying to call like a winner winner, but I have people, who, especially who I know from here, who are just just insanely talented players, and I'm just super lucky to like get to play in things with them where they can kick my ass or I can watch them like put up crazy games. Um, and I think there's going to be a strong showing from some of like the more talented players here in the Pacific Northwest. So I would like to see them all in finals rounds and, and to get there. And that's, that's where I'm going to stop okay. talking about it. So who's going to win B division at California extreme? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that because there are only three people B in B division? <laughs> there's not. Oh, they, there won't be enough for a B division. They they yeah. just have a B division this year. Um, so, who's gonna? If somebody from Giant Bomb website will win it. I, I don't know. Like, oh, heck yeah. be there. Oh whew, man, I <laughs> I still. Oh, the Giant Bomb guys—they have a special part, a special place in my heart. I I knew Ryan Davis well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I still can't talk about it, but um, I am um, I'm I'm restricted to A actually at California Stream, so so you're not going to win B. You don't have to pick me. That's why. That's yeah. That's why. I was, <laughs> you get uh, no, there will be a few. There will be a few people there. Um, not not everybody gets out there so, to Pinburg, but Just I don't know who. Essentially, but um, no, it'll be fun. Like I'm super excited for you guys. During Pinburg last year, I sat there at work and watched the first rounds playing out. Um, that's if you're not there, that's actually super fun to do to watch those rounds progressing just from a computer. It's really cool how they do that. Um, it's a little bit heartbreaking when you see people who, you know, can play better. Um, that just the event gets them, man. Pinberg has a way of swallowing people up and it also a, a way of elevating people. Like there's always in the, you know, the finals, a surprise or two and it's just so cool i'm i'm so excited for you guys to go see that um hopefully next year is my year to get out there i'm you planning on it. it but it is also the year i'm going to alaska and i go to alaska in august so it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be uh, a weird year but you planned um, very poorly oh it's not just pinball like my entire life has been planned <laughs> well poorly <laughs> right right i mean so i'm not gonna take a left turn on my planning when it comes to pinball but right might as well just stick to what you know yeah so guys get out there like seriously crush it um thanks i want everyone um, to take pictures with my evil knievel and then like tag them somehow so that i can see everybody with it you gotta find where it is i mean it's gonna be obvious where it is right i mean i guess a good point it's It's the the evil knievel in the backup banks okay and it still has the douglas polka doug and elizabeth Elizabeth mods on the back glass yeah, so uh, I want plenty of pictures of everyone with my evil, and uh, I don't know. I was gonna try and come up with a, like a clever hashtag, but I don't know what the heck it is. So just tag Pinball Podcast, <laughs> please. Thank you. Yeah. Like to see uh, t- hashtag Yay Pinball. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Shutting it down. I'm gonna make a run of shirts that's just gonna say Yay Pinball, and I'm gonna give them away. People don't have to buy them. They can just and. Um, <laughs> How about like hashtag evil intentions or something like with with, with the evil spelled <laughs> like evil like you know yeah or something with evil in it yeah I'm not I'm not quite sure where that's gonna go I don't know maybe we'll post something we should post something on the page when we figure out what to do with it but find a way that we can find the pictures though if you're yes. if you go take a picture share find a way that we with can. us on Facebook or you know tag us on Instagram 
we will find them. I am so excited to see everyone getting to play the pin and like just knowing that so many other people are going to get to play it. And that is actually in Pinburg is really, really special. So, um, I mean, a million thanks to Rob and a million thanks to Doug and like just all of Rob's hard work and trucking it around and restoring and, um, cleaning and fixing and redoing connectors and wires and getting the sound all up and running. When I saw his video with like the chimes and like the sound was working, it was just like, it's that thing you hear it. And you're just like, like it's doing the thing. It's doing the thing it's supposed to do. I'm so happy to hear it, like be alive and be like ready for people to go in and put some games on it. I'm so, so excited for this and like so grateful to everyone who's involved. And Tommy's going to drive it back with him to Indiana. So it's going to live in Indiana for a little bit. And, um, you know, looking kind of future, like, okay, I need to figure out what's coming up that's within range of Indiana. So if there's another show coming or somebody who's traveling west of there. He's got to get it to down to like Oklahoma because then then the Texas people can can take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, and then once we get it out to Salt Lake, then you're the home stretch. I I am the final leg. Yeah. I think that'll be a nice way to kind of wrap this up, but... Um, I like the idea. I'm going to create like a little map of all the places it's been and like show its roots. Cool. 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 (laughs) Show some pictures along the way. So, you know, we'll have like the initial pictures from like my uncle's house. And then it's going to be like, okay, when Rob gets it down to Maryland and then when it first gets to Pittsburgh, I have pictures now. And then people at Pinburg taking pictures and then Tommy's adventure (laughs) back to Indiana and pictures there and, you know, just like getting it across, but having it be like, Instead of a scrapbook of our summer vacation, it's like evil scrapbook of his trip across country, you know, just, I love that idea and making it like a big road trippy adventure. And I think it's a really good title for that too. Oh yeah. That's going to be, the whole thing's just cool. I'm glad it's happening. Um, let's just get it to you. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get it and I'm going to replace all the GI with purple LEDs. So much. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Ever going to undo all of Rob's good work. Oh. Yep. Nifty LED, purple LEDs. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but I'm not, I, I say that now, but you're not going to be sure if I'll really do that or not. And you won't know until you plug it in when you get it home. So it's going to be awesome. I kind of have a feeling that you would do something like that just to torture me. I don't know. I, I am morally opposed to purple GI, so. <laughs> All right. Rob was polite enough to ask me if I preferred incandescent or LED. Like, and I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to do incandescent. And he had like a few spots where he wanted to like light the play field a little bit better where it was or highlight an insert or whatever. So he tastefully added them. But... For the most part, it's like nice, bright, incandescent, not too well, crazy. Fine. I'll get purple incandescent. That's cool. <laughs> they sell them. So. I, I don't know what else to say. So I'm just like, please don't do it. I'm just mad that you've played more dialed in than Star Wars than me. That's all. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> wow. I just can't. Okay. Uh, I, I can't. Oh, okay. Okay. So we haven't talked about this yet. We haven't talked about um, AFM. Um, and we haven't talked about Star Wars in terms of like play like gameplay first impression sorts of things well i haven't played star wars so but you played the afm remake yeah yeah i played that and how does that feel to you 
Um, it it's a little hard because it's still like so new, out of the box. Things are still flying around crazy, but like I like it. I think they did a great job with it. Um, at first, I thought that the giant screen was going to be a little gaudy, but it actually looks great. Um, I don't know. Like I have an original that's been restored, so mm-hmm. I didn't feel the urge to go out and get a new one. But I don't have any problem. Not as lucky as you. <laughs> okay, well, I got into pinball when it was cheap. Um, but I actually have no problem admitting it. It's probably just at this point, seeing how the prices on a restored Attack from Mars or a new one, it, it's basically the same. I would, I would order the new one. So, um, yeah. So at Bell's, we were like kind of looking at the the game, and just someone made a comment about how it's like the 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 sign that pinball players are getting older. This is the large print edition version. For, yeah. Like when you're take off, you take off your readers. Though, you get wait, like that no, really wait. big screen. Wait, like the really they, big print page books. But they you can't no, see wait. The smaller. But they improved the graphics on level three, though, right? I mean, look, the ship. The ship looks good. The, the, the we're not of talking. We're good. not talking about graphics. Yes, the graphics look the great. Graphics but like good. the size of the screen yeah. and everything, they're like it's like the version of like the big print book because your eyes aren't as good as they used to be, which was especially. Uh, hard hitting for me since I literally just had to get glasses for the first time in my life. So 100% not seeing as well. I was like, yep, yeah, that's definitely a thing to take into consideration. Bigger screens, people who like age up who are in the hobby, yeah, maybe it's nice to have bigger print screens. I don't know. It was just a funny comment. And then there was something like when I played it, obviously I've never played a new AFM or I've never played one that was like as clean it just it felt like almost like a different version of itself it was hard to explain um this is what the difference is on the originals the ball feels like it's rolling Mm -hmm. on the new ones it feels like the ball's sliding right like it kind of feels like it's skating on the clear code a little bit so it the ball feels like it's a little bit less bite but i kind of think that'll come as the clear coat gets roughed up but right totally i don't know i'm not a fan of like the the one inch thick super wet uh, look on clear coats because it does feel that way to me. Um, Maybe that's it. Uh, one of my yeah. bells made the comparison between like, okay, the original is like Lego and the new one is like Duplo. Which I thought was very like, it just felt like that. And it may just be that it's like very bright and very shiny and very slick and it's not quite like broken in. Like it doesn't have those like Right. That feel to it yet. It doesn't have that thin layer of nicotine across the play field <laughs> yeah. from being in a bar. <laughs> um, I don't know. Something, the, something just felt, it just felt like I, a, yeah, like a version of the original. And that could totally just be the fact that most of the ones that I played have been really well loved and super beat on. And, you know, like they, they're worn in, they're warm, they're comfortable. And like, this is like new and blah, blah, like definitely coming at you like super fast and lots of balls flying around and stuff that you don't expect to ever feel from an AFM. So I don't know what y'all talking about. It felt the same to me, but maybe it was the euphoria of playing it at a, at Pinfest when I got to play a couple of copies of it, but Mm. it felt the same. Like it's the game. It was the game. Well, once I said, I would buy a new one. I would buy a new one if I was buying one today. Um, Because I think it'll break in and feel pretty much identical. Mm -hmm. Um, 
The ones at Pinfest were the first ones out, right? The first ones that they showed. At least uh, pretty early on, yeah. I, I think they were. I have a feeling those probably got a lot of testing inside, so they probably didn't have the... Like, if you go to a show now, they're often unboxing those at the show, right. setting it up. Um, so there's going to be a little bit different feel there. But I, I think they've done a good job with it. Um, I'm excited to see what they've got down the line. Not super interested in Cactus Canyon. I'm not, not a fan of the game. But um, it's kind of cool that they can get these out uh, as fast as they are. I know it's an established design or whatever, but yeah. pinball manufacturing is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Right. Um, so from that standpoint, it's impressive that they learned so much the first time around that this one is flying by comparison for just flying out the doors. And from what I've heard, I've talked to some of the bigger distributors. They said they've been selling like crazy. So yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's just it's nice to have that game on location again and in good totally. shape. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, like I said, it may just be the fact that I've only ever played ones that were real well loved. And, yeah. you know, it's, a game starts to feel like, it's like, you know, you get a new pair of jeans and you gotta wear them in before they feel super comfortable. And it may just be that, that I've never played an attack that was in shape like that before. So it's. You're invited to come play my attack from our same time. But mine does not have a super thick play fit, clear coat on it. Well, you can play dial in as well, I guess. Whatever. Um, okay. Like the clear code on my uh, Attack from Mars feels a lot like an original clear code. Like it's mm. thin. You can like, if you run your fingers across it, you actually can feel where the inserts are. Um, right. Like pinball should be, dang it. <laughs> but anyway. Um, okay. Um, Star Wars. Yes. I'm dying to play that game. So I, I know you're positive on it. So I want to hear this. Well, so I've only played a few games on it, and when we first talked about it, I was like, I'm not getting excited about it because there were only a few pictures, and, you know, I hadn't watched any of the videos or anything, and I just went up to it kind of cold, and I was like, let's let's see what we've got. So um, I will start off by saying that just playing it, it felt like it felt good. It's fast. There are, like, shots that feel satisfying to hit. I feel like the screen is, you know, a little bit more clear in terms of what you're doing and, like, informative as opposed to throwing so much information at you that you can't process it, especially for me. But I know that the rule sets are crazy deep and I don't understand what I'm doing or supposed <laughs> to be doing most of the time on the game, which is to be expected with a new game. Um and I just, I enjoyed playing the game. Like, if I'm not thinking about it too much. But then there was stuff that's like, everyone, so in, in Bells, every single person who played the game was asking me questions like, wait, I don't understand what this does, or why did this do this? Like, it's it doesn't do a great job yet of transferring information to the player. So, um, especially the button on the lockdown bar. Everyone was out there like, what is... You know, because you're used to it doing certain things on stern machines. Like, it's going to, you know, give you an extra hit towards uh, a mode, or it's going to, like... Give you one switch hit as you drain. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of thing. And, like, that's what people are used to. So then you have this button suddenly that's lit, like, all the time. And people hit it, and they're like, well, it didn't really do anything. And it's it was at a point where they were playing with other people who were watching the screen. And they're like, well, it's just turning that 
like multiplier like between red and green but there's no like nobody knew why so then we're all like texting people who may have played the game more and we're just like trying to get answers but it's like there's i don't feel or maybe we all missed it that there's anything that clearly is just like this is when you do this this is why you do this like there's no there's nothing that guides you in that and the fact that it starts straight from the beginning we're all just like we don't know what's going on so I definitely felt lost playing the game. Um, and that, again, may be that I am definitely not the style of player who gets very deep into rules or that kind of thing, because so much information, especially my first few times playing a game, is just not going to stick in my head. But we were trying to find why we should be doing the things that it wanted us to do or didn't want us to do. It was just hard to interpret what was there and what you should be doing at any given point in time. But that being said, without having that information or really feeling confident in that, everyone had a blast playing it. Shots are good. Yeah. It feels good. Like that horseshoe is real nice. Like there, you know, there are shots that you make and you're just like, this all feels good to hit. And like the speed is nice and like the sounds are great. And you know, the art package is still, I think they could have done something more interesting with it, but that's, Whatever. That's not it's what we're gonna get. So I enjoy playing the game. I'm going to play the game a lot more. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I get that. Like, it took me quite a while to, and I still don't fully. But same thing with Game of Thrones. Like, Um. I I know enough now that I have some basic strategies that are reliable, but I still don't know the full depth of everything, and that's my own fault because that's well documented now. I could easily know that yeah but uh it seems like star wars it's still gonna evolve so that's gonna that's gonna come with the game um that's that tends to happen a lot with steve ritchie's games um especially i mean with stern like spider-man when that came out that game evolved into something so far and beyond what it was when it first launched that i only hope the same happens with uh with star wars that the base that they've got, they tweak it, they they move it, they change it, whatever, and it just becomes just this beast of a game. Because um, it's Star Wars, man. If any theme ever deserved a fantastic game, it's Star Wars. And it just... The, the potential is there, and I'm excited about that. Definitely. Well, it's definitely got got some room to, to grow on it. I mean, it's not 1.0 code, is it yet? I mean, it's, No, it, I think it was 0.84. Is right. the, you know, so... so. So I guess we could say it's still, still got some room to provide some explanations and some additions. And I mean, it's I guess it's like this. Star, Star Wars Pinball feels like you're playing, I guess if you could... You know how Star Wars in the arcade, you have that Star Wars Episode One racer that's sort of on rails. And yeah, it sort the of gives you, It gives you Star Wars sort of. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what, what, we're, what, what we're playing is sort of that. It's sort of Star Wars Game of Thrones edition. That's right, what right. we have, and speed, and you know that's that, that's kind of what we have, mm-hmm. and what people want is Star Wars Final Fantasy Edition. You know, they want the whole story and the you know and and the deepness of that. You know, but what we're getting is Star Wars No Frills. Go get it, speed, speed, speed. Shoot the Tie Fighters, uh, shoot th- shoot shoot a shot three times to light a house. You know, <laughs> yeah. get a house, start house, start house Tyrell and house. Get your multipliers yeah, up. Get the multipliers up. Complete house the houses. Kenobi. Yeah, how? Yeah, you know that's essentially what it is. Start two houses at once. 
Right, and then get your multipliers up, turn them on, and shoot a huge shot for an obscene amount of points. <laughs> you know, which 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 I assume will be balanced. I mean, we're, sure. we're just seeing where 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 we're seeing now where things are imbalanced. I mean, the bonus is highly imbalanced, um, and that's just because it's counting missions that haven't been done. That's all that is, and that that's an easy fix. But um, yeah, there's there's still some work to do. But yeah, I had fun with it. I mean, although a bunch of the Richie tropes and the Dwight Sullivan tropes reappear in this game, it you know it doesn't really get in the way of the fun. Really, I mean, right. the, the Papa slot is there, but it's so hidden it doesn't even really matter because you don't you don't go into the slots to get your random awards very often, and that's hard to see. So I don't know if you can really help that with that screen with the screen size. They're using every single centimeter of screen. And layers there. and layers on layers the screen. Layers of stuff and layers of text on top of things on top of things and translucent text yeah. and and some some text of this color and some of that color and then scenes are flying in from the from the side and then with, and scenes with timers on them are flying in from the side and then those scenes are going away with the timer. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> it's like shoot the Death Star in four seconds three and then it all goes away. What? Yeah, like you'll you'll say you'll shoot a shot and it'll say, okay, now shoot the Death Star four, three, and then the whole box will go Just away with away. the timer. Oh my you know, so so even if you know if there is a timer, you don't know what it's for. Where it is, yeah. You know, so you just shoot the shot again, and you'll see it comes up. There's a scene that plays. Shoot the Death <laughs> Star five, four, three, and then it's gone. You know, but that's stuff that can be worked on. I yeah, think. but no, it's 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 basically it's Star Wars shoot a shot and put your flipper down and get ready to shoot another shot yeah. because it's coming at you. Oh <laughs> you know? And it's fun and it sounds great and but and it's exciting. But some people want Star Wars the movie the game where you're playing through everything and what we have is Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yeah, yeah, I, that that's a good way of putting it. Like you said, people are looking for that uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, journey. Um, but you know, maybe that's not the best way to do star Wars. Cause then you, you may not be able to experience all of it. It's like, uh, really? I never, I never get to, uh, victory dance on Hoth. I never get to yub nub multiball. Or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yub nub multiball. Yes, please. <laughs> what if it was replaced? What if they had that, but it was with the new special edition music. Okay. Well, let's get. We've got time. <laughs> you know what I'm we've got. We've got. We've got time. Get David Thiel on the phone. Get oh David gosh. Thiel on the phone. And fix that. Fix that now. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to play it. Um. Apparently, like, uh, Stern has that distributor that's at uh Salt Lake. Not Salt Lake. Wow. It, sorry, that just popped in my head. Um, San Diego Comic Con with like twenty right. machines that's, there. Yeah, and like I guess a lot. I think they're going to move that to California Extreme, and then that's when the people who bought them pick them up. So, okay. if so then I get to play like two four-player games on Star Wars at the same time by myself. With no <laughs> line. I know that would be awesome if they moved that up there. But oh my gosh, will you make different personalities for each of the players that you're playing through? Like sure, the, yeah, yes, yeah. Like one of you is like rage tilts. And then the other one's, like, trying to get real fancy, and then one that just, like, double flips all day. One traps up and waits for 30 seconds between shots, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can do that. You would see which uh, Sybil you are today. Which one's working <laughs> for you. <laughs> all right, well, 
I am out of things to talk about when it comes to pinball. I don't know. I thought you were just going to be like, I'm out. Click. I'm out there. <laughs> I am never out before you say yay pinball. That's like. Who says it? What? You're actually always what? out before because I never say those words together ever. It is because they're pre-recorded. I know. Oh so. my God. You perpetuate these rumors. You need to use your power for good, not for evil. Uh, without me perpetuating, I've had people um, think that that like multiple come to me and they're sure it's you, I, even though you don't sound alike. But right, I was gonna say. That's interesting. Has any of them ever actually listened to me speak? Well, I up up tone your voice a little bit, so it does sound like you. But... <laughs> They're all listening to the podcast at one point five speed. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like her. I pitch you up a little bit. <laughs> more and more every time until that's that's just my voice. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's not. I mean, it. it Let's see. Um, you told let, me you lost the sound clip, and I was real excited. And you're like, I found it. Yeah, I found it. Um, I thought you'd have to re-record it. But um, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, check out niftyled.com. They got them purple LEDs. Um, <laughs> Nothingforperp.com. They, like they are the provider for the LEDs in the Attack from Mars remake. So, um, Good job, yes. you guys. Niftyled.com. Um also, measles mods. Uh, the promo code mod m a u d e, um, like M- mod Flanders. Uh, like is mod. yeah, it's still available, um, and oh. it still will save you money. So they haven't deactivated that yet, okay. huh? No, from <laughs> I even had someone last week say that they used it on um, the Ghostbusters uh, Stay Puff mod. So that was a good money saver for them. Nice. So yeah, go ahead and use that and. We have plenty of friends of the show, um, which I will feel guilty if I try and say because I will leave them out. But yeah, when it, yeah. So obviously, Steve, you want to give your uh, your info out again, real quick? Uh, sure, talk no about problem. A bit. Yep. I am fun with bonus online. I'm fun with bonus Fun with bonus on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can Google fun with bonus, and I will show up. My SEO has at least passed most of the slot <laughs> machines. Finally. So that I show up first, <laughs> finally. So, yeah, that's me. I'm fun with bonus pretty much everywhere that uh, I've remembered to make that, that name. Every, right, everywhere I've remembered to make that name. So continuing to post about pinball every day on funwithbonus.com. Play pinball and see you at Pinburg if you're going. Pinburg. Yeah. Pinburg. And, and when, you, when you say hi to these two, please try and make it awkward. Yeah. They, they don't even have to try. I'll make it awkward it will already for you. Be Just awkward. come say yeah. hi. Guaranteed awkward. <laughs> it's real good. There's going to be like some going in for like a half hug, high five weirdness. And like uh, then the initial, huh, so how are you, how are, how are you doing? It's like, I know you uh, from the thing. The thing. Yeah. Um. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for visiting. Wait, you probably shouldn't go this deep into this. I actually want people to come to. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, that's gonna be, yeah, they're not making fun. They're just recognizing. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be the best part, you know, for me. I mean, you know, that's gonna be cool. Really. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It is fun when people come and say hi. Um, for the one or two of you guys at California, I've heard of a couple. They're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll I'll say hey you know I'm gonna be hanging out with my own Steve at California Extreme so 
Jessica, you, you don't have a monopoly on Steve Hangouts. Um, Steve Frisvold is going there, so I'll be talking to him. So, <laughs> but, but I do have a monopoly on Jeff's, <laughs> as we've established all, this all episode. You do. You've got all a lot down. All the Jeffs. <laughs> if you are a Jeff involved in pinball, you will cross paths, all, Jessica. All of them, yes. So. Well then, with that said, all that's left to do... Thanks for listening to the show. You can email the Pinball Podcast at <laughs> pinballpodcast at gmail.com. Find us online at thepinballpodcast.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Snapchat. Check the show notes on our website to see how to support our sponsors and friends of the show. Steve almost spit his water out. Yay, Pinball! <laughs> <laughs> pinball Podcast with a Z. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 See everyone at Pinburg except for Jeff. Bye. 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 Bye.